It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. Shine, folks. Welcome back here. X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports and Network. That's Ben Glaze and Ryan Elke. I'm Anthony Bellino. We say good morning to you. We welcome you. We thank you. We appreciate you. And of course, we encourage you. Join the program at any time. Text the keyword Sports Radio. Send that to 21,000 Sports Radio to 21000. Our Meyer Supercenter guest line 866-838-4843. That's 866-838-4843. 866-838-HUGE. We're on Twitter at XB Mornings, Facebook, X's and Bros. And of course, good morning to our television audience as well on BCSN and streaming live on our YouTube and our Facebook pages, YouTube, Michigan Sports Network, Facebook, X's and Bros. Find us all individually on Twitter. Ryan Elke is at Ryan L underscore key. Ben Glaze at the Ben Glaze. And I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. Uh, got a message here. AB, like your transfer, transfer portal buyout scenario, but why a quarter million for the players? It doesn't have to be. I was just coming up with a number. Um, you, you, could make it, you could make it simple as this. If you are on a pay-for-play, quote-unquote, NIL or NL, NIL deal, then your buyout to transfer is the equivalent of what you were paid by the school for your pay-for-play. Because I almost kind of want to refuse to call it name, image, and likeness. NIL deals are trash. We know it's not that. There's like a handful of players that actually do name, image, and likeness. Everybody else is, what do we got? If you don't believe me, ask anybody that works in college football right now. Anybody. That's like the second question they get. Hey, you interested in playing here? Yeah, what do I get? What do you mean, what do you get? You haven't done anything yet. So just make that. You know, hey, look, if we if we paid a player $100,000 to, to play here, their buyout becomes that $100,000, and you can transfer wherever you want. Problem solved. Problem solved. I would just do it that way. You don't even have to put a quarter million tag on it. Whatever they were paid, a name, image, and likeness, pay for play, there's your buyout. Same way we do with coaches, because that's always the that's always the counter argument. Well, these coaches get to go wherever somebody pays for it. This isn't this free agency of coaches. Chris Holtman got fired. They have to pay him twelve point seven million dollars. He had four years and fourteen million on his deal left. That's a big move from Ohio State. That is a large financial commitment by a university to fire a guy in the middle of a season who's now going to have to pay a new coach and pay off their old coach. Especially in today's climate and atmosphere. That tells you how much money Ohio State can generate. That's crazy. Man. So until you want to get players under contract and allow them to unionize 
and come up with a collectively bargained agreement, do it this way. And now you can solve the problem. Uh, I do find it interesting, and I'm not mad at Keon Sab, by the way. Keon Sab is transferred to Alabama. That's kind of strange. Uh, the reason it is strange is that he made his pick like almost immediately, and I believe uh, a rumor is circulating that he's already enrolled. So those conversations must have started early. And I get it. Keon Sab wants to play. I get it. Okay. That's fine. So what would his buyout be? Whatever the school paid him. And then if you're really if you're really that concerned, maybe it makes you think twice. Because I don't know what this portal stuff means. We None of us do. We won't know for 10, 15, 20 years from now. We could look back and say, wow, we really messed that up. We can have our revisionist history then. But right now, we're just trying to navigate the waters that are just, I mean, it's like a, it's like a tsunami. We're, we, we are honestly like Christopher Columbus sailing west, not having any idea what's out there. We have no idea. And there's no way to, there's no way to plan for it. There's no way to prepare for it because no one will make the big boy decision to put their, pull their pants up, sit down at the table with their, their little feather, dip it in the ink, and start drafting a contract. No one will do that. And so we end up in this absolute realm of just complete chaos. Complete chaos. All right, what else is going on in the sports world? We'll try to get you all caught up with all the happenings. We'll do so right now in the headlines. Big news. I have a little news flash. Let's check the headlines. No, it's real news for once. The biggest stories of the local, regional, and national news. This is huge news. Huge news. Jeremy Reisman joins the show coming up at 835 this morning. We're talking a little Lions with him and the update with Tracy Walker. So stay tuned for that. Two adults have been charged in the murder at the Kansas City Chiefs Championship Parade. Two juveniles are also in custody there. Creighton wiped the floor with undisputed number one UConn. UConn, the first unanimous number one in the AP poll this this year. Lost 85-66. to Complete buzzsaw there. Shout out to the Central Michigan Chippewas, by the way. Their third consecutive dub. They beat Bowling Green by two, 62 to 60. And we've got ourselves quite a race in the MAC because we also last night had the uh, Toledo Rockets with a big win over the Akron Zips, 72 to 64. And now we're going to get some serious action. Toledo and Akron sp- split their series. Both teams are 11 and 2. Overall, Akron has the edge. They're 19 and 7 on the year. Toledo is 17 and 9. Central Michigan trails both teams by one game. They are 16 and 10 on the year, followed by the Ohio Bobcats, who are 8 and 5 in conference play at 14 and 12 overall. Two games back of Central, three games back overall. So we have a uh, we have a just a massive race going on right now in the MAC, and it's it's a glorious thing to see. The Iowa Hawkeyes went on the road, upset the Michigan State Spartans, 78. 78- 271. It was interesting because Michigan State, 10 of 20 from the three-point line, only had eight turnovers. I don't know how they lost this game. 20 assists on 27 made shots. Uh, I guess, so. you know, when you look at the free throw disparity, the same thing that happened to Michigan on Saturday night happened to Michigan State at home on Tuesday. Iowa was 18 of 23 from the stripe. Michigan State was 7 of 14. There's your ball game. Matthew Slater, who holds the NFL record for the most special teams Pro Bowl appearances with 10, announced that he is going to retire from the National Football League after 16 seasons. Get that studio audience ready one more time for Stevie Y. The Detroit Red Wings signed 
Forward Michael Rasmussen to a four-year contract extension worth $12.8 million yesterday. Rasmussen's 24 has appeared in 55 games this season, posting 23 points, 11 goals, 12 assists. He's a plus 11 in the plus-minus. I really like this deal. He's kind of a grinded-out, do-it-all, good size, not afraid to dig it out of the corners. Like I like this move a lot for the Detroit Red Wings and Steve Eiserman, and uh, definitely in the race up there with Brad Holmes for GM of the year in the Motor City, although he received so much hate by so many people when he got here saying that he had never done anything. I always found that very interesting. Very interesting. And he had to take a roster and completely flip it. He's had some guys work. He's had to say some say goodbye to some other guys. You know, the Anthony Manthas of the world, the double A's of the world. Had to say goodbye. Tough decisions. Grown up choices there. And some people, I mean, they they thought we were being too lenient on Steve Eisman. It takes time. It takes time. I heard somebody talking about how this this city's so soft and we have to bow down to Brad Holmes. Nobody's bowing to Brad Holmes. Nobody's bowing to Steve Eisman. They're men. They put their pants on just like you and I. They just have different jobs. That's all. Nobody's bowing down to anybody. Relax. All right. It's a little, it's a little disrespectful. It's a little over the line right there. At the end of the day, Steve Eisman and Brad Holmes have no say on what Ted and Taylor is doing right now or what Greg and Grand Rapids is doing right now. Like those guys have to wake up every morning. This is, this is just for fun. None of this affects our day-to-day lives. So just relax on that chatter. Would you? Ridiculous. Uh, Notre Dame and EA Sports have come to an agreement, so Notre Dame will be featured in the video game. Why wouldn't they be? Aaron Judge's big toe is more than just a problem for the Yankees. After tearing his ligament running into the wall in right field at Dodger Stadium back on June 3rd, he said, quote, it's going to be, I think, constant maintenance for the rest of my career. We'll step aside when we return. Some good news coming out of spring training for the Detroit Tigers. A great story here. We'll talk about it uh, after the Detroit Lions release their veteran safety and former team captain uh, Tracy Walker. So we'll get to that story with Jeremy Reisman as well. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked right here. Michigan Sports Network. It's time to go on the court with Anthony Bellino. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. The Michigan Wolverines suffered their third consecutive defeat last Saturday night as they fell at home to the Michigan State Spartans 73-63. It was the same old, same old for the Maize and Blue as they turned the ball over 22 times, which the Spartans then converted into 27 points. Factor in a 19-2 fast break scoring differential, that didn't help Michigan either. And as we've seen throughout the season, those second half scoring droughts had been brutal. But to have a tied ball game at 63-63 to with seven minutes to play and not get another bucket? Well, that's a recipe for disaster. It also gives the green and white rival a clean sweep in the season series. Maybe Michigan can figure it out, but they'll have to do so again tomorrow night without point guard Doug McDaniel on the road at Northwestern at 9 o'clock on FS1. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Escape the chills and chase thrills this February with a winter escape giveaway. Every Saturday, play for the chance to win a share of $128,000 in premium play and prizes from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Then at 11 p.m., two lucky Access Club members will escape the winter blues with a $10,000 travel voucher. It's the winter escape giveaway, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. This is X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. 
Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you riding along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio and worldwide in the IR Radio app. We say good morning to you. We welcome you. We thank you. We appreciate you. And of course, we encourage you to join the program at any time. Text the keyword sports radio and send that to 21,000 or give us a dial the Meyer Super Center guest line 866-838-4843-866-838-4843. All right, story out of Lakeland yesterday from Evan Woodbury of M Live. The Detroit Tigers got a renovated clubhouse last year. They'll get a new team playing in 2024. Brand new big video board. Bunch of other stuff behind the scenes as well, like the weight room. Food, conditioning, all kinds of things. And the reason is because the Tigers chairman and CEO, Chris Illich, laid out all the details as a presentation before uh, Tuesday's spring training workout to the players. This is yesterday. And the players rave reviews. Riley Green said, quote, he's giving us resources that we need to be comfortable, recover better, really just things we need to win. They're small details, but they mean everything. Green was one of several players to talk with Illich on the field. Javi Baez, Spencer Torkelson. Green said they talked about the, all the changes he'd seen in a short time within the organization. And the newest change would be ready to fly the club to Chicago for opening day next month. Riley said he's, quote, very excited about that. He really cares about us. He wants us to be comfortable and ready to go. A.J. Hinch said it was great to have him here. We'll have him hanging out with all the coaches and the players and just being a part of spring training day. He had a message for the players showing them a lot of the things that are going on in and around Comerica Park, the improvements behind the scenes. It's very impactful to have an owner so invested in these players and us as coaches to give us the best in class. He's an incredible owner. Hinch entering year number four, signed a multi-year extension with the club over the winter. And Illich has been great from the very beginning. In my experience, if you work with him, he wants you to do your job and he lets you do your job. He gives us great support. He's in lockstep with what we're trying to accomplish. He wants to bring a winner, get back to winning ways here in Detroit. He sets the standard, and he's been super supportive. Now, this goes all the way down to, like, the shower heads, if you will. They replaced the shower heads. Redid the bathrooms. Across the board, this is the little things in life making the biggest difference, right? So we see all the time facilities in in the collegiate realm, right? Because that used to be a huge recruiting tool, right? You know, Clemson put in a slide for God's sakes. Why do you need a slide? Who do you need a slide? I don't know. Is it aesthetically pleasing to instead of go down the stairs, you can just take the slide? I don't, they're kids. You're a seventeen year old, like yeah, I'm gonna hop on the slide. I'd probably go on the slide right now at my age. Why not? It's there. Might as well have some fun with it. And so when you look at the reinvestment here into Comerica Park, which, you know, some people have talked about, like, oh, they got to, you know, they got to change the screens in there. Okay, for the fans' perspective. All right, we don't need a new building. Well, you know, coming up, this stadium's going to be kind of old. Everything gets old. You and I are old. Like, it happens. So what can you do? Take care of it the best that you can right now. Do it right now. Invest in the team and invest in the things that are going to make the team as comfortable as possible. So they changed their shower heads. They got a new team playing. 
All of it. Let's get to the Meyer Super Center guest line. That's where we find who is this? Matt is on the line. Wants to talk college football playoff. All right. Good morning, Matt. How are you? I am an excellent, beautiful spring day. So almost spring. <laughs> we're right, we're right there. We're getting closer. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, fifty degrees today, or you know that spring. So take it. This As- whole. NIL thing we've got going on or restructuring and whatnot, I think you're, you are hitting a lot of key points where we're headed and it's going to take time, but you know, it, the whole thing is being blown up. Um, and there are going to be a lot of things that come into play here. And I agree with you about whittling it down to what the consumer wants to see. The consumer doesn't want to see Vanderbilt playing somebody. Um, they want to see, quality and how to get quality is have quality players. And that is limited to whatever the number of schools it is. Um, and I do think there will be some things that you can take away from the NFL with things like a salary cap, uh, from major league soccer, the EPL, like you said, when they have transfer fees, if a player wants to go from school A to school B, it's going to cost school A to get them. And, you know, there's already, I guess, uh, the what is up with the union, the players union, uh, which I think is going to become another, you know, there's going to have to be representation just like they do in all the major sports, professional sports. And then it's going to come down to your networks paying more and more money. Well, we know that uh, as of right now, we don't have a players' union. Uh, so we, we know we don't have that. We know that there is a, a speculative $1.3 billion per year contract for the college football playoff alone Jeez. that is in agreement in principle between ESPN and the college football playoff, which runs college football. It's not the NCAA. So that's a, right. that, yeah. that's a, that's, that's clarity. I like the transfer fee idea. I also like the buyout idea because I, I think that what we have here is we have a shift of college football that went from amateur athletics to professional athletics. And it went in this transition overnight. And while we could have gotten ahead of it, we didn't. And because we didn't, what happened was is we created a, basically a power vacuum. Uh, you see it happen all the time in the geopolitical landscape, right? When country A is in country B and then up and, you know, up and leaves in the middle of nowhere. And then country B is just ran by, you know, a bunch of yahoos. That's exactly what we have. Uh, that's what we've done here in college sports. And so the best way to fix this is to basically approach college football as if it is a professional sport. Right, because that's the, that's the direction we're going. I wish oh, it was still an amateur yeah. amateur athletics. I still think there's value there, but I am I am the old guard, my friend. I am I'm going next to the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah, me too. I mean, I I one side of me goes back to my youth and you know watching New Year's Day football and just being so so excited for that to see how it played out and then wait for the vote. Um, on the other hand, I love seeing the playoff. I mean, I just love it. I don't care who is in it. It is with college football and the amount of money that is generated and that, you know, just like you said, one point something billion just for the college football playoff. That doesn't include your normal season. Um, and I don't know how many years it will take for football to depart from the NCAA 
And that's going to be the sticky wicket of figuring out how to do that. And then, you know, the other sports too, it, it, it just, it's a mess. If you were trying to create a business model for this and present it, it would be difficult. Oh, I got it. I got it for you, Matt. I, I've got the business model. We have a product that sells that the consumer wants, which is college football. And college football is already separated from the NCAA. So you just break it off all, all in its entirety. And if uh, rowing and golf and uh, ice hockey and all of these other sports and, and basketball, if they want to try to do the same, by all means, good luck. I wish you the best. Uh, some will yeah, survive think, and, and some will not. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen because you just can't ride the coattails of football. Like you said, if you're rowing or, you know, that's the unfortunate part about it. Yeah. And football has been picking up the tab for the entire athletic department uh, for years, for years. And that's across the board, like without, I mean, look at the Mac schools. They need that ESPN uh, midweek match and deal as terrible as it is for the fans. It's huge for the schools. I mean, they, they absolutely have to have it. Like there's no, no doubt about it, Matt, we got to hit the break, man, but I appreciate the call. Thanks for listening to us, partner. We'll be right back. Jeremy Reisman joins us next. We'll talk actual pro football, NFL, the Detroit lions. What's going on with Tracy Walker. We'll get into all that. And I'll dive back into this tiger story uh, tomorrow morning, but let's get to Jeremy Reisman first next here on X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Save big on fuel with them perks. Earn points on your Meyer purchases in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save up to $1 off per gallon of gas at Meyer. Claim your M-Perks fuel rewards in the Meyer app and ID at the pump to save. Plus, earn points for qualifying Meyer Express purchases and look for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. 10 cents to $1 off per gallon based on points earned. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. The Freddie the Pizza Man Foundation is dedicated to providing support to families and Michigan schools touched by autism. We invite you to join us in supporting these families and schools by making a donation at freddythepizzaman.com. With your donation, you can help provide essential resources that can make a real impact. Visit freddythepizzaman.com to make a donation and to learn more about the foundation's mission. That's F-R-E-D-I, thepizzaman.com. Together, we can make a difference. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to Michigan Statewide Morning Show, X's and Bros, right here on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Ben Glaze, Ryan Elke, Anthony Bellino, all joining you. Join us now on the horn covering the Detroit Lions for our friends over at Pride of Detroit, our good friend. 
Jeremy Reisman. Find him on Twitter at Detroit Online. And, of course, always be sure to read Pride of Detroit every morning for the uh, for the latest and greatest in Detroit Lions news. Jeremy, my man, good morning to you. How are you? How's life? How are things, partner? Doing great, Anthony. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm I'm doing well. You know, I fixed the transfer portal early this morning. You know, or just a, just a typical Wednesday here uh, on the show, man. So it's great to have you with us. And uh, and of course, yesterday Tracy Walker puts out that social media post, and we all knew that the writing was on the wall at that point. Let Let's dive right into the biggest news of the day yesterday for the Lions. They decide to part ways with Tracy Walker. In your estimation, what what was the leading factor in this? Uh, unfortunately, it was his contract, really. Um, you know, he's due to hit the, the books for 12, over $12 million in terms of cap hit. Um, just kind of the way some of these contracts are, are loaded, you know, they're, they're very backloaded. So his salary was, was upwards of, of $8 million. And so, um, unfortunately for him, he had just he'd slid down the, the depth chart. And some of it was bad luck. Some of it was play. I mean... I, I just think back to 2022, you know, two years ago, that the Lions and this new regime see a ton of potential in the guy. They see him as a leader. They sign him to that three-year deal thinking, you know, this guy is going to be a, a leader and a foundation of the defense. And then, you know, months later, he tears his Achilles and that sets him on a, an entirely different path. And it's it's a bummer for him because I think he is still very much a talented player. But, you know, he was a guy who was inactive for all three playoff games. So, um, you're not going to pay $12 million a year to that. And, um, you know, we've seen the Lions maybe approach guys like him with, with a pay cut, potentially. But I, I think Tracy Walker is a guy who, who views his football future as, as still very much out there somewhere. And, you know, you look at the Lions' depth chart here, and, you know, even regardless of what they do with a guy like C.J. Gardner-Johnson, um, he's still on the outside looking in in terms of a starting role here in Detroit. And so I don't know if they approached Tracy with, with anything like that, but even if they were, I wouldn't have expected um, him to stick around just because the opportunity is probably elsewhere for him. You know, Jeremy, I've said this a lot about the David Montgomery signing in the allowing to walk of Jamal Williams. And for me, it's always been like this team – they show great respect for the players. Uh, it starts with the coaching staff and works itself all the way up, right? But they don't get emotionally attached to a guy where in years past, it's like, oh, we got to keep him because he's a fan favorite. Like, they're not afraid to move on uh, from different guys. And although it's a difficult situation, it is the reality of the business and the reality of business across the board, no matter if you're playing you know, professional football or you know, if you work at your local grocery store, if somebody comes in and they're a better, you know, they're a better option, they're probably going to get that job, going to get that promotion, et cetera, et cetera. It gives me a lot of faith in this front office that they are willing to make these types of decisions. Does that it does it do the same for you? Do you view it like that? Yeah, a little bit like, I, I, you know, I don't necessarily view the Tracy Walker move as a move that, you know, no other team would make. Or I, I think most teams would look at that and just be like, it, it, it's too much. And, um, you know, I, I do like that the, the staff, though, kind of walks that line of like they do care about these players a lot. And, and Dan Campbell even said, I think, right before the end of the season, um, you know, where this team is at, we're going to have to make some difficult decisions and it's going to hurt. And it's going to, um, you know, uh, these guys that, that have been, you know, the old guard, as he refers to them, some of them you're going to have to move on from very much Tracy Walker's in that vein. And, and he even acknowledges like, I'm going to have to work hard at keeping these guys at a little bit of an emotional distance. And we know that's hard for a guy like Dan Campbell, right? We've, we've seen him, you know, agonize over, over cuts, on hard knocks, you know, there was that interview, I think before Monday night game where he was talking about how much some of the guys that already they've moved on from 
um, how important they've been to, to where the Lions are now. And so I like, I like a, a front office who will have an emotion, emotional attachment to these players and, and, you know, understand the, the struggle that they're going through, but at the same time aren't afraid to, yeah, like you said, make some of these decisions that are going to be tough, that, that are going to be saying goodbye to the hardworking guys of this team because you have to treat this as a business if you're going to succeed at times. And players know that too. And I think there, there might be some guys here and there that, that get frustrated or, you know, look at back at management and think they, they mishandled certain situations. But I think for the most part, you have very understanding players. Uh, I think we don't give them enough credit for un- their understanding of this is a business. I, I'm not sure this didn't blindside Tracy Walker. He probably wasn't happy with how he was treated in his last year in terms of being a backup, in terms of being benched for guys like Asatu Melifanu, but he certainly understands it. And so I think you saw it in his Instagram message, right? Like he was very respectful to the Lions. He had that, um, you know, thanked a lot of people inside and outside the organization. So, yeah, I think the Lions are walking that line of being respectful but not letting it impact their decisions. You know, Jeremy, when you look at that secondary spot, right, regardless of what happens here with C.J. Gardner-Johnson, because it was Tracy Walker's injury that opened the door uh, for Kirby Joseph to get a lot of playing time. And then it's like, holy mackerel, this Kirby Joseph guy, he he is the real deal. And then you have C.J. Gardner-Johnson's injury, and Ifatu Melanfanu kind of comes along, and we kind of see what, you know, Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell had saw in him when they decided to select him out of uh, Illinois. And so for me, it's... You look at C.J. Gardner-Johnson, you look at kind of what they have as the youth movement back there in in the secondary. Do you think that C.J. is a guy that they're going to try to bring back? I mean, they might approach him about it, but I'm, I'm just having a hard time kind of viewing, uh, and, you know, him being the kind of guy that wants to come back. Not not that he didn't enjoy his time here, not that he doesn't have a good relationship with Aaron Glenn, but we, we heard his kind of level of frustration when he worked his butt off to, to get back from that that big injury that will end would end most people's season. He comes all the way back and then he comes to a rotational role and he wasn't afraid to say to the media, like he wasn't okay with that. Um, he, he thought it was a little bit of dis- disrespect that he worked all his way back to just play, you know, 40% of the snaps and looking forward, that's kind of the role that you'd expect of him going forward. I know he's a very talented player and um, a, a hard worker and, and, and brings a little bit of edge that I think the, the defense needs, but I think if Fatu Melisano and Kirby Joseph are kind of the foundations of what they want to be at safety right now. So I, I, you know, given the pride that that he has CJ Gardner Johnson, I I think he's going to be looking for a bigger opportunity elsewhere, just kind of like um, Tracy Walker is. So I, I, I would say the Lions would certainly love to have him back, but I don't know how much they're going to be willing to pay for a guy for a rotational role. And I don't think that, um, you know, CJ Gardner Johnson is going to look at this opportunity and be like, this is where I can play. And, and maybe because, you know, he's, he's not going to get a big deal this offseason, right? He, he kind of bet on himself last year with that one year deal. And, and unfortunately, the injury knocked him out. So um, if he wants to kind of parlay 2024 into maybe a bigger contract in 2025, he's going to want to go somewhere where he has the opportunity. And I just don't think that's Detroit. And it's interesting to me that both Ifatu Melanfanu out of Syracuse and Kirby Joseph out of, out of Illinois, both the round three selections. So just something yeah. to keep your keep your eye on. You know, a couple of guys who you know you think about the later rounds, and we we all kind of you know clamor and foam at the mouth over the first rounder. And, and it's a much different draft coming up with the 29th pick, right? Not picking in the top ten right. or or in that neighborhood is going to be kind of weird uh, for our fan base. But hopefully, it's something we can get used to. So when you look at this secondary group, at what point on the priority list for your off season? Uh, Jeremy, are, where do you have kind of secondary, whether it's a, a number one corner, 
whether it's depth at that position, uh, do you want to add another safety? Like, where, 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 what's the priority list for you as far as offseason necessities for this club? Yeah, for me, outside corner is number one need, and it's it's not even particularly close. I think it's the one spot where they cannot go into 2024 without an addition. You know, I know people want another edge opposite Aiden, and I know that people want maybe interior defensive line help, but they have bodies there at least that can play, like Josh Pascal might be your starter next year. He's, he's a guy that's still developing. Um, you have a lean McNeil. You could bring back a guy like Benito Jones um, to help, you know, stop the run, which they were really good at last year, but at corner, there's just, there's no current answers there. And um, to me, that's, that's the position you got to hit hard immediately. Um, you can't, I, I don't think this team should go into the draft without adding at least a starting level talent, because you never know if the guy that you want in the draft is going to fall to you. So like there can't be, there needs to be a plan A, B, and C at outside corner, and and I wouldn't be surprised to see the Lions add two or three guys at that position just because you know what they did last year unfortunately didn't work out. They they tried, they they certainly hit it hard, and they got a guy in Brian Branch that you know can play the nickel pretty well. But outside corner is just it it needs a lot of help, and they need to make sure they don't go into the draft absolutely having to have someone because that's the way you you waste draft resources. If you're like if we didn't finish you know, uh, getting a, a, a starting level guy in free agency, well, then suddenly we're going to have to be over aggressive to make sure we get our guy. And that that's just not what Brad Holmes has done in the past. That's not good general managing in general. So um, I think that's, that's the key. And then, yeah, I think you look at that safety room right now and, and now you, you have two starters, you're going to need some backup. You're going to need some depth there. And whether that's getting a guy in the draft or getting some, you know, guys who have maybe veteran experience. It's a pretty young room there, um, but maybe isn't playing at a starting level position. I think that's kind of a sneaky need as well, because yeah, we've, we've seen what in the past three or four years, a starting safety has been knocked out for um, a pretty significant amount of time. Um, they're a hard hitting group, right? There's a lot of violent collisions in the secondary. So you want to make sure you have depth there and the line sometimes like to play three safeties at the same time. So um, that's a pretty high on the priority list as well, but maybe a little bit further behind like guard and, and maybe an edge guy, but um, safety is definitely, I would say probably still top five or six need for the team. You know, uh, Jeremy, it's interesting there. So uh, paraphrasing or trying to, you know, cause I, I think that's, I, I think you made a really good point. If I'm understanding it correctly, you have to address that position in free agency so that you don't hamstring your, yourself yep. for the upcoming draft so that you absolutely have to draft a position of need where you can go get what you assume would be the best player available. Am I correct there? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's okay. kind of always been my, my viewpoint of free agency is you want to cover as many needs as possible in free agency so that you have freedom to kind of do whatever you want in the draft and get the guys you want. I mean, we all know Brad Holmes doesn't pay that much attention to positional need. We, we know he doesn't necessarily pay that much uh, attention to positional value, right? It's just getting guys that, that fit what they want. They're close, you know, the culture setters there. So if he can go into the draft and, and, and sit there at 29 and just be like, I don't care what position it is. We just want one of those guys. That's a Dan Campbell guy. That's a gritty guy. We'll take him. And that's what he's done for through the first three years. It hasn't necessarily been a, a very needs based draft. And you, you saw that with, with running back and linebacker in the first round last year, right? They had the Andre Swift. They had, um, you know, Alex Anzalone and, and had that breakout year from uh, Malcolm Rodriguez. So they didn't need a linebacker. They didn't need a running back, but they found guys that they liked because they had filled most of their other needs in free agency. So that's what I expect them to do again this year. 
Is there a guy in free agency in the secondary that might become available uh, that you kind of have your eyes on or maybe a couple of players that you have circled? Yeah, I mean, it, it all depends on how uh, how aggressive Brad Holmes is going to be, and, and that's still kind of a, a question of, you know, now that the team is in a better place, does he crank up the uh, aggressiveness? That we saw him go pretty aggressive. You know, I would say maybe like a 7 or, or 6 out of 10 last year in, in getting Cameron Sutton. Does he go for now like the top-tier guys like Jalen Johnson? I, I think Jalen Johnson is, is an outstanding player, and I think he's kind of my white whale this offseason, but I just I don't know if Brad Holmes uh, is going to go that far. It, it doesn't seem like it's his MO, but again, we're kind of entering a different phase of general managing for him. So, you know, it could be him. It could be, you know, a lot of people like the idea of, of bringing Stefan Gilmore to, to, to kind of, um, you know, provide a veteran presence, play with his brother there with, with Stephen Gilmore. Um, I, I'm not opposed to that, although, you know, adding a 33 or, or however old he is, cornerback uh, isn't exactly um, bringing a ton of youth. And I think that's, certainly the point in which a lot of players um particularly a corner where speed and and agility is important that's that's kind of where the downswing of the career happens but i i think there's a, a ton of different answers there i think it's a real relatively good cornerback free agency market and so i i certainly expect them to be active there am i crazy now uh to think that you know there might be a guy out there at wide receiver in free agency he might have a hefty price tag but it might be worth it am i crazy to look at mike evans and i don't do this jeremy i do not do this i don't look hey well you know wide receivers to me are like icing on the cake if you go out there we've seen it happen with the lions in years past you had what calvin johnson and roy williams like just because you got a bunch of big receivers does not necessarily mean you're going to win any football games and there's a hefty price tag to pay for a guy like a Mike Evans, is this worth even looking at? Is it worth even thinking about? I think there's a need there. Um, I, it, it seems like it would be a little bit against what they they generally would do to to go after. You know, I'm, I'm not sure how old he is, but he, he's, I think he's in his 30s now, right? Yeah, I think he's um, 30. Yeah, so I mean, maybe I, I'm 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 definitely of the viewpoint which I can't rule anything out with Brad Holmes because he's been a little bit unpredictable every year. Um, but I, I guess that probably isn't the route I would go. I mean, college wide receivers have gotten to be so good now that, you know, they're a little bit more of a pro style offense. Um, now, now that the NFL has kind of more adopted a, a spread college type of offense, a lot of these guys can come in and, and, and make a big difference immediately. And so I kind of think that would be the more savvy route. I think you can get starting level talent in day one or day two of, of this particular draft as well. So, I mean, it's possible if, 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 Brad Holmes kind of want to make, kind of wants to make like a, a one year run here. I, I, I imagine you're probably not signing Mike Evans to that long of a of a deal. Um, but given that it's not a, a huge need, given that they're already spreading the ball out to you know three or four or five guys that are getting four or five targets a game, I, I think that's a little bit of a luxury pick that that wouldn't you know follow the kind of blueprint of, of Brad Holmes always saying like this isn't. A, a one-year Cinderella story. We're looking to make this a franchise that is always being competitive. That feels like a little bit of a short-term move that might be a little bit too pricey for him. You know, Jeremy Reisman just talking the common sense into me. Uh, that's that's <laughs> that's why you're here because I look at him like, oh, shiny toy, and I don't do that. It's I am. Con- 
<laughs> it is, and I'm conservative as conservative gets. But I look at Mike Williams, I'm like, dude's never had. Or Mike Evans, I'm like, dude has never had less than a thousand yards in a season. Is it worth just throwing him out there a little bit? Because I, I tend to feel like you know, a guy like Jameson, uh, for example, I feel like Jamo is going to be a little bit less expensive when we get to the contract talks because of the injury uh, and the lack of production there. I think that we might be able to get him on a on a little bit cheaper. But that's just my own personal thought. Last one here for you. I'm on Ross St. Brown. The rumors are circulating three years. $25 million per year. Do you think there's any any steam to that? Uh, I mean, I think, you know, I, I had thrown out my own personal estimate um, before that, and I was I was more like, like 23.5 or something like that. But 25 is, is certainly reasonable and, and possible. I don't have any inside sources as to where that, that currently stands. But, yeah, I think that's – I think there's four guys who are making $25 million um, or more right now. And three years is kind of interesting because I expected something more, but at the same time uh, that would allow him to kind of cash in on that second big contract while he's still in his twenties. So maybe that's kind of the thinking of, of having kind of a shorter term extension than, than I would expect. But uh, listen, this team loves everything that I'm on is about. He's been such an essential part to everything they do in terms of demeanor, in terms of culture. And obviously he's like the team's favorite third down conversion uh, machine. So I, I think 25 is, it sounds like a lot. And I know a lot of people look at a guy like him because he isn't that prototypical big time receiver that are making 70 yard touchdown catches very often, but um, he's just as essential to what the lions do. And I think that's important to point out is like, he's what the lions want. He's, he's the chain mover. He's, he just a, a perfect fit in, in Jared Goff. Um, and so I think he's worth $25 million a year to the line. So, yeah, I think that number is, is, is very much what we could end up seeing for him. I think Jeremy Rise is worth $25 million a year. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's what I think of you, Mr. Reisman. Hey, you can find him on Twitter at Detroit Online. We'll discuss his contract details there. Uh, Jeremy, my <laughs> friend, as always, partner, appreciate the time this morning. Of course, buddy. Appreciate it. There he goes. That's Jeremy Rising. Uh-oh, guys, ladies and gentlemen, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Breaking news at the end of the show, Michigan men's basketball. Jawan Howard announces Olivier Kamwa will miss the rest of the season. After undergoing surgery on his left wrist, he's expected to have a three- to four-month timetable for recovery. Olivier Kamwa, done for the year. That's not good. That's all we got. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. The 51-year sportsman's tradition continues. It's Outdoor Rema at the Suburban Collection Showplace, February 22nd through the 25th. Four football fields of outdoor equipment, boats, and activities. Buy your fishing boat from dealers who know how to rig them right. Meet the lodge operators and guides from Michigan to Africa. Hunting and fishing gear, seminars with guides and pros. Great deals on fishing boats and pontoons. And the lumberjacks are back. Free crossover admission to the Cottage and Lakefront Living Show. It's Outdoor Rema at the Suburban Collection Showplace, February 22nd through the 25th. Huge here with a reminder that this Friday, 3 until 6, I'm broadcasting statewide from Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi. Outdoor Rama 2024 is happening this weekend, and you can join me at the Impact Power Sports setup at Outdoor Rama at Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi. And Lomas Brown will be there on Friday, former Lion, 2 until 4. You can see Lomas Brown's Lions golf cart, you could win, and meet him at the Impact Power Sports setup at Outdoor Rama at Suburban Collection Showplace. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver. 
Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Hi, I'm Lauren and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals on Fresh from Meyer family pack chicken thighs for $1.49 per pound and blackberries for 99 cents. Plus, I can save even more with M Perks when I shop in store, online, and with every qualifying prescription filled at the Meyer Pharmacy. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Huge here. AB's doing a heck of a job, and I'm ready to drop some huge opinions about what he's talking about later today at 3 on the Michigan Sports Network.